The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. Welcome to the One Tough Mother Show. We're back again this week with really great guests. Someone I think you're going to love, a dear, dear friend of mine. And we were a little bumped up in the city today. Lisa's car got backed into, but I have to ask you, Gail, what'd you do last week? I survived the B train last week. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. And then went to bed for the weekend. (laughs) No, uh, seriously, I want to just sort of use this time to say to all of you guys out there we know that there's a lot of heavy energy happening but we got to spread some more love and light here okay we got to keep it up we got to keep the light on darkness cannot exist in the light so when you're seeing people that are tripping just please give everybody lots of white light blue light violet light anything that you could think that it's positive because there's so much heaviness coming in i was in the middle of um a bit of a, a domestic violence storm. And a man almost took it out on me. And um, it was palatable. It was terrifying. And not just was I terrified for my own physical safety, but I was terrified for the safety of the woman who was on the other end of the phone that he was raging at for 45 minutes on the B train last Friday night. That's so sad. Okay, it's the thing that we talk about day in and day out and on this show there is no excuse for violence violence for men to women women to men all of us enough and so i'm saying if you see it happening call it out if you see it happening lock arms and make sure that no one enters someone else's personal physical space and threatens their very existence we are a community of people do not sit on a b train and watch someone be accosted by a stranger and do nothing you are complacent in it love light positive energy link arms and let's turn this energy around we need to right now so right gail and and we're sorry that happened to you thank you for bringing all that up that's very scary on the train no less yeah that's but uh, guess what I'm back on the train. Good girl. That's it. You're one to mama. I'm mother. always back you on the train. That horse That's and right. I'm back on God. the train. Yeah. That's <laughs> one tough All right. Mother. Well, I kind of needed some white light around me because <laughs> I showed my mother something called the internet. <laughs> oh, no. oh. And everybody that knows my mother, well, so um, I showed her. Um, you all know that my my nephew passed away, and uh, you know he's in a better place. But my parents, because they don't know anything, they have a flip phone for crying out loud. Um, I brought down my iPad and I showed them the funeral home and the tribute and everything that people can write online. So I said, look, mom, you could. And my mother does know how to type. She went to school. She learned the right way. So um, I'm typing for them. And she goes, well, let me try. And she sits down and she starts typing. And I'm like, mom, you're not. She goes, I can do this. I'm like, ooh. I can see mom saying that. Oh, yeah. that. oh yeah. I could so I'm like, okay. I go, Dad, uh, can you do this? He goes, I'll let your mother type mine. <laughs> That's your dad. Story of my life. <laughs> your dad. My so mother, totally it. God, he just bows. It's, but anyway, she now knows. And well, he should. She gets it. Because she's pretty This awesome. is another story. Anyway. She's and adorable. what did you do, my love? Well, um, 
I didn't get to talk about this before, but because uh, I completely forgot last week, I forgot what I went off on last week. At the Lowe's lady, I know. <laughs> that's yes, right. that's anyway, right. <laughs> we all imitated Lisa's accent. I had a, a lovely um, invitation to speak at a women's convention on Sunday, and it was really fun. It was really nice, and it was about positive and being positive, having a positive stance, and and really being a sister to your sister and not putting them down, and, and you know, standing strong together. Mm-hmm. And it was really a really nice. Um, time. I had a great time. I made made a lot of friends, met a lot of new people, got wonderful reviews, which thank you everyone for writing such wonderful reviews for me. And um, the other thing was knowing yourself and being strength in yourself mm-hmm. and, and confidence in yourself, which Gail, you showed and Lisa, you show all the time, both mm-hmm. of you. I mean, Lisa and I just got banged up in the city coming to, to the show. Some yeah. woman backed into her and she's like, get out of the car, get out of the car. I'm like, stop. You guys stop, okay? Stop. Next heads, everybody. Yeah. What? Here's what I did. Everything stopped. I got out of the car. I didn't know it was a woman. I knocked on that window and I'm like, who backs up in traffic in New York City on 9th Avenue? And she looked at me. I didn't think I hit you. I go, well, you did. And I go, look, I got it. I said, but I'm just telling you, for your own safety, you don't back up your car in traffic anywhere, let alone New York City. Okay, I'm done. P.S. She didn't swear. This week's guest is an incredible woman who I've had the pleasure of also calling my friend. Suzanne Hobbs is a best-selling author, an actress, model, speaker, and the co-owner of Fast Fit Body Sculpting. I want that. A former television news reporter, Suzanne reported on many, many diversified stories. However, one such compelling story changed her life forever and landed her as a guest appearance on The Oprah Winfrey Show. Is with great pride and honor, and and I'm really proud of this woman. And we'll be right back with my friend, Suzanne Hobbs. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. How you doing, Suzanne? I'm fantastic. How are you, man? That's One Tough Mother Lisa. We've got One Tough Mother Gail. How are you? You know, I'm fantastic, and I'm so honored to be on this show, so thank you for having me on. Oh, you're so welcome. The things you do are incredible. Um, I'm going to jump right into this because, Suzanne, I know that you've been in the nation's capital, and I know that you're working really hard to put something out there. It happened, actually, while you were a newscaster, and it landed you the story on The Oprah Winfrey Show. Tell us what that was. Yes. Well, I was married at the time, and this was in about early 2000, and I was I, we realized we could not have children, my husband and I. And so we had started considering adoption. And one day I got a tip one morning from a police officer, and he said the body of a newborn baby has been found in a dumpster in an alley on Gladstone. This was when I lived in Idaho. And my photographer and I rushed down there, and I stood there in this alley and saw the police officers and the men from the funeral home pulling out the body of a newborn wrapped mm-hmm. in a towel. And it was a a scene that just absolutely, you know, shook me to the core. My first time ever seeing the dead body of a baby and thinking, why would someone throw this baby away? And how did this happen? And I would have adopted that baby gladly had the situation been different. So it was a teenage girl who hid her pregnancy from her father and her brother, delivered the baby in a bathroom and then took the baby and threw the baby in the garbage and the baby died. Oh boy. And And it, it became my mission to get a law passed in Idaho that no young girl or no one of any age needs to feel so desperate as to throw that baby away. Right. And what happened to the girl? 
she was sentenced to 10 days in jail and about, I think it was six months probation. It was hard on the autopsy for them to determine if the baby had lived through the delivery or not. She claims the baby was stillborn. But had she not hidden her pregnancy, had she not been so afraid, she could have used that safe haven law if it was in Idaho at that time, right? But she there's so much about what we're, we're trying to do with the National Safe Haven Alliance to educate scared pregnant women mm-hmm. that right. there are solutions, that there are ways to help them. And it's not, guess what? In the United States, it is not illegal to hand your unwanted newborn off at a hospital. Every hospital in the United States, if you don't want your baby, hand it off. There are a certain number of days, depending on the state, some states it's 30 days, some it's 60, some it's only seven days or three days. But never should a baby be thrown in a dumpster in the United States ever again. No, and wait a minute. It's not just the hospitals, though, right? Where, what, In the safe haven law, where can you take the baby? And what is the procedure like? Do you have to have it, you know, do you have to have your name, address? What, what goes on with that? So state by state, the law varies. And so I would encourage people to go to our website, the nationalsafehavenalliance.org, and there is a map of the United States. Um, and it's also in Puerto Rico as well, but this law. But this every state, the law is slightly different. But many states, it's about 30 days, and it may include places like a hospital. definitely includes a hospital in all 50 states. It could include a fire station. It could include a police station. Some, it might include a church, depending on the state. So you need to follow that law. Um, but, you know, we're still, unfortunately, just a few days ago hearing of more tragic stories. A girl at a McDonald's in California was an employee, went in the bathroom with stomach cramps, delivered the baby, and tried to flush the newborn baby down the toilet. An employee walked in, saw the blood, saw what she was doing to this baby, and the baby is now alive and trying to survive on its own. But, oh, my gosh. It's terrifying. It's and these crazy. kids are terrified, right? Is it? Is it normally young young mothers like do you have any statistics for this yes so it's actually not just young mothers it's actually women in their 20s and 30s who maybe have had a already one or two other children and they realize i can't care for a second or a third child it's often girls in college so it's not just 16 17 year old girls although that's absolutely part of the case so far though since the safe haven law began and it slowly grew in all to all 50 states. But since 1999, the safe haven law started in a few states. 3,433 newborns have been saved. Wow. 3,433 newborns have now been adopted into loving homes or even returned back to their mothers because the moms just needed some extra help. But unfortunately, we've had 1,371 newborns illegally abandoned. Nearly 800 of those have been found dead. Right, right. That's so sad. And those sad. are the ones that we found. Yeah, I, I, that's what that I'm thinking. We didn't know about. Yeah, and so the girls go in. All right, say it's me. I have a baby. I'm 16. I don't want anybody to know. I go into the fire station. I hand him this baby. So what information do they take from me? Depending on the law, but in general, those firefighters have been taught to n- not ask any questions because it is no name, no shame, no blame. So if the birth mother would like to give some information, like when was the baby born, you know, any medical information we need to know about you or the birth father, you know. So it's great if those moms would give some information. Um, but those firefighters will then contact law enforcement after the mom leaves. She can walk away feeling good that she did the right thing for her baby. Right, right And then right. the firefighters will contact law enforcement and then, like, the health and welfare or the state's 
you know, family, children's services will be contacted, and then that baby will be placed into a foster home and eventually be adopted out. And, and that's what happened with my story. I adopted a safe haven baby. Safe I'm just going to ask situation. you that. Lily, <laughs> tell me, tell us about Lily. Yes. Okay, so um, Lily is now 14 years old. And gorgeous. But after I, thank you, she's a beautiful girl, great kid. Um, and I can't imagine her situation being differently, right? I can't even imagine. I'm so thankful that her birth mom in Idaho knew about that law. But I helped get that law passed in Idaho because back in 2001, Idaho did not have a safe haven law. When I covered that story of the dumpster, it was in about 27 other states. So I advocated back in 2000, 2001 to get a safe haven law. And the governor handed me the pen and said, thank you for your help getting this law. I didn't know back then, a few years later, I would actually adopt a safe haven baby. But my husband and I knew we couldn't have kids, so we said, let's adopt a baby. We were willing to take a child up to the age of five. And one day we get a phone call that there's a baby at the hospital and we were on the adoption list and they said, go get a car seat and meet us at the hospital. We want you to adopt this baby. And we found out that that we ended up naming her Lily Love and we uh, decided that or she was this, the fifth safe haven baby in Idaho. And now in Idaho, nearly 30 newborns have been safely surrendered, most of them at hospitals Aww. by their birth moms. And so, you, but, it's so but, crazy. Get a, Go get a car seat. Go on, I know. go get yourself a car seat. You got a baby now. That's <laughs> you know, but insane. It was always difficult. Mother's Day, you know, we've been married seven years. It was always difficult on Mother's Day. And so many times I wanted, when you get married, many couples want to have children. Right. And it was so difficult. And then you see these, these other women throwing their babies away or leaving them on the side of the highway and how scared and concerned, you know, they must be. Right. But it right. should never happen. So we want people to know that, there are resources in their state, but at least know every hospital. If you don't want your baby, take your baby to a hospital. They will help you. You're not going to be grabbed and handcuffed or anything if you surrender the baby at the right place. Right. I want right. to tell you real quick of a really sad story that just happened a few weeks ago in the Atlanta, Georgia area. They're calling this baby a miracle baby because this premature baby was found in a gym bag outside a medical office for an estimated 17 hours. Wow. So a woman delivered a baby premature, God. put the baby in a gym bag, and let it set it outside. So the baby sat there for all these hours, and then somebody else picked up the bag and kind of went, I don't know whose this is. So they set it on somebody's desk. And then the cleaning office people said, well, we need to look inside and see whose bag. Who's... And they found a 4.8-pound baby inside. So now had the mother handed the baby off to someone in that medical center in Georgia, mm-hmm. no problem. But now they're searching for that birth mom based on the things that were inside that bag, and now she's facing potential criminal charges of neglect and abandonment, that baby could have died. Oh, absolutely. And and what's going on with the baby? Is it is it on its own now? Is it The baby is doing better on its own, and they're calling this baby a miracle baby. Oh, but, that's So crazy. this is one of the many stories where we just say education. And so why I was in Washington, D.C. just a few days ago is that we are working with some national leaders and some big national companies the National Safe Haven Alliance is on a huge mission right now to get better awareness. So we're looking for people that are well-known, people that want to advocate, people that want to go on social media for us and help this as a nonprofit, help promote this law. We want radio, TV, everything we can do. So if anybody listening has ideas of how to help the National Safe Haven Alliance, we want to know. Please help us out in donations, but also in just your ability on social media to just help a voice, any right? know about this. That's it. We're looking for voices and faces of people who say, I will help save just one. And we're kicking off a campaign soon called Save Just One. Oh, and if that's everybody awesome. can help promote that, yeah. But 
It's, but that's that's what we do, and I'm so thankful that that I am now a mom, and I can call myself a mom because of the safe haven law, because of Lily's birth mom knowing about the law and leaving her at a hospital. Right. That that's like a silver lining to this cloud. Like it's so odd that you covered this story. When this is the way the universe works, you covered this yes. story, and then what? A couple months later, you got a baby from the it was same a few law. Years later. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, a few I years. Got, I helped get the law passed out six months later, and then we were on the adoption list for a while, and just kind of thought we'd be at the bottom of the list, and we'd have to wait forever and ever. But you know what? I would have waited another few years for Lily. You know, oh, you're yeah. right. The right thing happens at the right time. And I feel like this is absolutely my mission. And so many other people that are volunteering with the National Safe Haven Alliance. And in those all 50 states, there are people who are passionate about this law. But we need more awareness and we need help from people who are really good and say, you know what? I know how to do this. I can help you. Because right. there are people out there at this very moment who are pregnant and are scared and don't know that they can deliver the baby safely, even at a hospital. Go to the hospital and deliver the baby. Don't deliver the baby in a, in a bathroom. We, Our helpline actually has helped people deliver over the phone, which we don't really encourage. But we have trained staff that when a girl calls and says, I'm pregnant, I don't want this baby, they will they help deliver the baby over the phone. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. But, it's, uh, it's I actually delivered a baby for someone one time. It was just a very frightening situation. But we were military and our husband was gone. And so... I was very young, and she was very young, but it's it's very frightening. Susan, what about schools? Can you go to high schools and, and discuss this? Can you go? Can you start young? It, absolutely, yes. And we are encouraging that this be taught in every health class in the United States. It would be here's what would be so great is if this could be something that is giving given some federal attention, mm -hmm. some federal funding, some federal programs um through some of the agencies that can say yes mandatory it is a 10 minute message in every health class from grade 7 through 12 whatever can be done right right so we just sometimes there's doors that we need to knock on that we don't have the access to knock on yet but we have so many great ideas but yes absolutely it should be an education we also have a goal to reach out to every mcdonald's and walmart and taco bell and target you know all of these big places where people go and in every restroom Right. Have a sign in the bathroom that says, are you pregnant? Are you scared? So we need people who have access to some of those big places because, you know, this is huge. This is life. Right. And no baby should be born and try to be flushed down a toilet. Right. And big industry leaders, they hear this or anyone that hears this, if you have ideas, like there's no reason that you couldn't make this happen. A sign in exactly. a restroom. I mean, come on. There, there, there's yeah. such a basic easy thing to do and with the internet and everything that goes on this should be blasted everywhere everywhere yes. it's such a wonderful yeah. I'm, I'm amazed and you actually went one step further with lily what did you and lily do together so uh, uh, a bedtime story that i did for lily i made it up at bedtime one time when she was about two or three years old and and it's a story called the hungry snake and it was her favorite story she'd always asked for it about a year ago i said uh, maybe two years ago i said you know what I'm going to do a fundraiser for the Safe Haven Alliance to help me promote this law. And I made that favorite bedtime story into a children's book. And it actually hit bestseller on Amazon in three categories five days before it was released last November. So it, it's it, super it's cute. A, super Amazon, cute. Thank you. It's an Amazon bestselling book. And it helps me go travel the country and promote the book and to buy stickers and to do things that I need to do to help promote this law. Um, but it's called The Hungry Snake, and it's available on Amazon. So and and Lily has to be so proud, right? Because she loved she it. Is. 
Yes, and she helped me choose where the cat goes and choose the type of horse because it's about a snake that's hungry and not sure what to eat. So mm-hmm. he visits all these other little animals. And it, kids, um, when I go teach at schools and talk to schools about the book and how to write books and, and even the safe haven law, it's fun to have kids go, I have that book. I have that book. And I go, really? That's so adorable. It's that's been awesome. neat. And Lily feels very proud. And so we're also working on uh, the next book, the next round of the book to come out. But anything I can do to help promote this law is is what I want to do. I'm so thankful to be a mom. And, and you all know, those years of aching to be a mom, and now I am. And the funny the part about this is, honestly, I know Susan for a, a while, and I know Lily, and Lily looks like Susan. True oh story. Wow. Right? Yeah. Isn't it? Do, don't yeah. people tell you that all the time? Well, yeah. All the time. Yeah, she's absolutely supposed to be my child. Yeah. Yes, she, she was like, like me here and- you go. And then <laughs> tell them how you got the name. I love this story, too. Tell them how you named her. Oh, gosh. Okay, so my grandmother, Lillian passed away six weeks before Lily was was born Um, and you know we my husband and I were driving to the funeral in Nevada and he says you know if we ever we were on the adoption list he says if we ever adopt a baby um, what if we named him Lily or Lily Love and I start crying I'm like we'll never get a baby it'll be years but yes it's a great idea and so then when we did get that phone call that there was a baby um, then we said we're going to name her Lily but the really cool thing about it is when my grandmother passed away we were my my sister and I were holding her hands, and she'd been in a coma. She had lung cancer and had a stroke, and but we knew she was going to pass away at any time. And my sister and I said, "Grandma, when you get up to heaven, will you just send God our babies?" And right. she squeezed our hands, oh and she was in a coma. She squeezed their Sherry hands. Could, yep, she squeezed our hands and had not moved for days. Mm-hmm. But my sister Sherry was trying to get pregnant with her second child. Had had several miscarriages, and you know, obviously, oh. I was knew, knew that it needed to be adoption for me. But I just said, "When you get up there, we send us our babies." So Grandma squeezed our hands. She passed away a few days later. And then six weeks later, right, is when we get the phone call that there's a baby at the hospital. So the first phone call I make as soon as we get off the phone with the state health and welfare people in Idaho is I call my sister immediately and I go, we're going to the hospital. We got a baby. I'm starting to scream and cry and panic and freak out. And she says, I was just reaching for the phone to call you. I just took a pregnancy test. No. And I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. Her grandmother sent oh them their God. baby. I'm crying that right now. We're talking girl. She sends a that's girl. Amazing. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Absolutely amazing. Cool. Miracle. So, yeah. So she got up there, and it only took her a couple weeks to get God to get those babies. Busy. So she I'm got... very thankful yeah, <laughs> to my that... grandma. So she's named Lily after my grandma, Lillian. And you're such a busy woman. You're an actress. You're a model. And you do that. I mean... People always say, well, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. For something like this, you have time. There is time. You make time. You, yes. yes. Little pieces at a time. Absolutely. Yeah. Anywhere yep. you can, everywhere you go. Like I was just at a Chamber of Commerce meeting here today and passing out business cards for the Safe Haven Alliance for people to either purchase my book or to just, I always tell people, now that you know about this law, here's what you get to do. When you're having drinks or coffee with your girlfriends or you're at a family dinner or a function or anywhere that you are with other people, can you please just spend two minutes and mention this law? Right. That's all I ask. Just say, hey, everybody, I just want you to know, did you know about this law called the Safe Haven Law? Right. And then you can look up the law for your state, you know, find out what it is in Florida, find out what it is in Texas, and go to that map, nationalsafehavenalliance.org, learn the law for your state, and then help advocate for it. Because imagine if you have a child, imagine that child not have ever lived a day in their life. I look at my daughter and I just think, I am so thankful that her birth mom knew about this law because Lily is going to contribute to this world. 
We're going to put this link on our website. To the community. Yep. In the resources page on our website, Suzanne, we're going to put this up there. Oh, you're so welcome. I just found out New Jersey. I just downloaded the PDF. This is one tough mother, Lisa. I'm going to let the girls ask you a question. Go ahead. You know what, Suzanne? First of all, I, I don't really have a question. I was crying throughout this whole thing. I just want to say, God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Because I can't fathom the thought i don't have children um so i you know i have had a dog and that was my child but this is just unbelievable and god bless you and by the way i pulled up your site and donated (laughs) thank you while you were on while we're on the air (laughs) because it's multitasking (laughs) it's that easy to do people Yes, it is. Yes, the donate button's right there. Thank you so much. I, I am. I. How can you not go after what you're supposed to do, right? When you're, yes. when you have been blessed, as I have with a with a baby like this, I can't not do whatever I can. And by the way, really quick, I believe in all that synergy. Your grandma, like that's that, great. just you know, that's. I just believe in all that. So congratulations. I'm so happy for you, and thank you. And we have tough mother Gail. I'm so awed by you. I really, really am, and very emotional, too, today. So thank you for coming on the show and sharing that. I um, always thought that I would have children, but it doesn't look like it's going to roll out that way for me, at least not to do it biologically. And But I am also single, and I've thought many times um, of adopting, and I'm wondering if I do decide to do that down the road, how difficult would it be for me to do that as a single parent uh, through this this organization and how how does that work as a single woman and i I don't know because i that would be the way i would want to go absolutely yes Mm -hmm. and these babies are put through um the local state adoption system through the you know like the state of florida or the state of idaho those types of agencies so what we did is, is but we were a couple but we just um filled out the paperwork through the state health and welfare and and i know that they are always looking for loving homes it doesn't matter anything more rather than the families, the individuals will take care of those children. So I would just mm-hmm. encourage anyone who's interested, the National Safe Haven Alliance doesn't deal with the adoption. Mm-hmm. It's handled through the state. So like what we did is we went through the state of Idaho, Department of Health and Welfare and Children and Family Services and said we want to adopt and you fill out pages and pages of paperwork. Right. Um, but they will definitely choose the right family for those children and those mm-hmm. children need homes. And there are many children that do need to be adopted. That's an excellent point. And you know what? I didn't realize it was state. There was this... I always think of private adoption agencies. I do, too. I do, too. So that's great. That's a great point. Thank you, Suzanne. And tough brother Seth, who has children, is there something that you might want to add or say? No, just thank you for sharing your story with us. It's uh, very inspiring. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a cold again, and he just talked on my mic. I feel bad. (laughs) But anyways, <laughs> Suzanne, anything else? What's news? What's what's happening next? What's going on with you next? You know, the the next thing is is we're just gonna we're gonna we actually have a really huge partnership with uh with I can't even tell you who and you actually met her recently too when we were in Pittsburgh. But we've got some really great big things happening. A few announcements of people that are coming on board. Mm-hmm. But again, I would just plead that if anyone that wants to reach out to me, mm-hmm. you can find me on any social media, Suzanne Hobbs three six five. I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and everything. Or just email me, um, SuzanneHobbs365 at gmail.com. But please, just anything you can do to help the National Safe Haven Alliance and save unwanted newborns, we we would be welcoming you with open arms financially. 
um, or any abilities or skills that you have to help us uh, change the world and save these babies. Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Suzanne, for coming on. We appreciate you, and, and you know I love you, and we'll talk. But thank you, and let us know if there's anything else we can do for you to help you. All right. We All right. Thank you it. so much. Thanks Have a good one, you. honey. Thank okay. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Suzanne. And we'll be right back. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back with Headlines and Headaches, and that means Lisa's on board. Oh, and here we go. Okay, so I decided to change it up a bit. Let's do our sponsor. We have a brand new sponsor, and I know Gail is jumping out of her seat. Literally (laughs) jumping, if you could only see her. Carol's daughter... You've heard about her a couple of times on the show, but uh, it's now official. Carol's daughter hair and skincare products. Our first ingredient is love. Gail, you can jump in whenever. But let me start, lo- please. You just said let I me could start. jump in. You said I could. You know, let me finish at any time. <laughs> what a story and what a brand. Lisa Price, who is a Brooklyn girl like Gail, by the way. Yeah, and gorgeous. But- actually started mixing, mixing fragrances in her kitchen. She is amazing, and it's all natural products. I have been using them for I don't since I can remember. I love you, Lisa. It's great skincare, great for your hair. The aromas are you. You like walk around like sort of in this in this bubble of freshness and good, like pig pen, but a good way. Yeah, like a <laughs> pig yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. in a good way. Fragrant, yeah. all natural. Talk about fantastic. white light. A pig pen of positive energy, which is what we really need right Right. now. Well, you know what I love about it? It's Well, actually, I don't know how many people know this, but Carol's Daughter has become the premier multicultural beauty brand. She's got something for everybody, for all women. She really does. So here's a couple of things. Here's why they're so different. Their products are made with rare and natural ingredients Mm -hmm. like Minoy oil, shea and cocoa butters, and acai, which we love those berries. I want to eat them. Oh, my God. seriously. The website is videos, and there's one including how to make a leather-braided ponytail. Mm -hmm. Gail, I know you Uh, know that one. Yeah, that's great. I'm telling you. And the other thing is, you want to walk, I just want to walk around in her products smelling myself. I do. Oh, wow, I, I didn't expect totally that. Do. You know what? I'm this do. is Gail now on the beach train. She's, <laughs> sniffing, she's <laughs> sniffing her pits. <laughs> no, it's so beautiful. Well, Tell check me. this out. Almond cookie body wash. I Minoy collection to repair your damaged hair. Black vanilla moisture and shine sulfate-free shampoo. I want to get that. I want to get oh, that. That's great. Just the That's name really the sulfate-free. making me wonderful. You and oh, your hair. And guess what? Wow. Guess where they're available. Besides everywhere, everywhere, CVS, <laughs> Walgreens, Target, and of course, Amazon. But I say, go to carolsdaughter.com yes, to yes, purchase. Yes, Because not all retailers carry every line no. that she makes, but and she's and, got so much stuff. And if you're in Brooklyn, there is a Carol's Daughter at the Atlantic, at, the, at that wonderful mall. Go there and just, and just hang out in there and test everything out. It's got such great vibe. Oh, yeah. I love one. I love Carol's Daughter. I can't say enough. They Can't make me hungry. That that sponsor makes me hungry. Okay, so they sponsor headlines and headaches. Are we ready for headlines and headaches? Oh god. Headlines go. and headaches. Fox News guest says rape allegation blacklisted her, and that's from the Times. So here we go. Fox News was sued on Monday by the political commentator Scotty Nell Hughes, who claimed she'd been raped by longtime anchor Charles Payne and was then retaliated against by the network. After she comes forward with the allegation. Hmm. So here's a couple of points. Payne returned to work this month after being suspended in July pending the investigation. Hughes said Payne 
had pressured his way into her hotel room in July of 2013 and coerced her to have sexual intercourse with him, even though she refused, told him no, and please stop. Over the next two years, she was forced to engage in a sexual relationship with Mr. Payne. In exchange, she said she received career opportunities, including increased appearances on Fox News and Fox Business and the promise that Payne would help her land a contributor contract, which pays a fortune, Mm -hmm. and that never happened. Mm -hmm. She then said that after she ended the relationship, the network blacklisted her, causing her to lose bookings across all networks. Also, two top execs were named in the Fox blacklisting suit. After she reported her allegations, she said the network leaked a story to the news media about a romantic affair. Fox News said the lawsuit was bogus and downright shameful. For more info, go to the New York Times or Fox News. Just crazy, Look, crazy, But after, crazy. after a while, it's the same story that keeps coming around, uh, around that lazy Susan. So I know. how many of these women are wrong? Tell I know, me. I know, I know. I got to let, I got to bring this story up because we got a lot. This story is just beyond. Kids, men, don't try this at the gym. Or at home. Man gets a private part stuck in a weight at the gym. She says, she's like, I, can I read this one? Can I'm I like, do it. You know yeah. what? Let's lighten it up a bit, girls. Here we go. <laughs> Firefighters in Worms, Germany spent three hours last Friday cutting a man's <laughs> private part from a set of weights. <laughs> yes, you heard me correctly. The man somehow got his private part stuck inside a two-by-six weight plate. Somehow. Kill a weight. Worms firefighters reported this on Facebook. He went to the hospital, weight and all, for help. The hospital called called firefighters for assistance. You're never going to believe this one. They spent three hours removing this weight using a grinder and hydraulic cutter. Uh, Could you imagine, Seth? Think yeah. about that. Yeah, bring that. Bring it in. You here, know baby. what is stuck How? in the middle? Bring that that you know that hole How? that goes on the bars when you're putting who? the weight plates. Yeah. Who, first of all, who puts it in there? There are better ways to uh, work out your your that area. Yes. You do Kegels. You know, men can do Kegels too. You do Kegels. It's true. Yeah. It's true, man. Come yeah. on. Men, men can do Kegels. Yes, men can yes. do Kegels. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. That's a better way to do it. And uh, yeah, when I'm reading, you know, I'm seeing a grinder and hydraulic cutter. Like yeah, like yeah. just yeah. Hydraulic cutter big. I don't like, know. They bringing that baby in the hospital. I, like, I think what? just the vibration guy, I mean, alone. I don't uh, know. Go for like you know, go for like the the vacuum thing or you know. <laughs> stay, stay, stay by, away. by the way, yeah, there's what tools for this. You can buy order stuff on Amazon for this kind of stuff. Do you don't need to go to the weight room. In public. By the way, in public, they cut this. They cut this plate into five pieces. <laughs> five pieces. Yeah. Okay. So oh I wanted God, to talk a little bit about the Emmys. I can't. I'm this, sorry. Hold because on. there's a lot going on with, with television now. <laughs> 69 primetime Emmy Award winners. Will it be on broadcast TV next year? I don't know. 69 oh. years, the Emmys and all award shows have been on broadcast TV. Mm-hmm. You know, CBS, ABC, yep. NBC, whatever. But after la- after the Emmys, when they aired, oh my God. CBS, NBC, and ABC are considered the traditional big three broadcast networks. Well, now it seems there could be a new takeover, a new kind of big three called Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon. So listen to this. Outstanding drama series, The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. Outstanding comedy series, Veep on HBO. Outstanding limited series, Big Little Lies on HBO. Okay, kudos to Saturday Night Live. They deserved it. Outstanding variety sketch series. And outstanding reality competition series, The Voice. Most of the winners were from streaming TV services. Mm -hmm. Hulu's The Handmaid's Tale won eight 
and HBO 110. I may be mistaken on this, but Modern Family and This Is Us, who did win Outstanding Lead Actor, Sterling K. Brown. He's so great. SNL and The Voice were the only broadcast TV shows even nominated. Seth, you may want to fact check that, but that's what I read. Now, for Big Little Lies, during Reese Witherspoon's acceptance speech, she encouraged studios to bring women to the front of their own stories. That's right. Please. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. No, it's, no, it's, no. it's, it's happening, people. No, it's, really, it's happening. It's, it's, starting it is. To, it's starting to move. But it's, I did notice, though, a couple times, there were the, you know, it's a women's story, and there's a man who's the executive producer standing there talking about our stories. So, But we're, it's getting better. And it's that's, getting much it's, better. Yeah. And you know what? I got to bring this up. We talked about this last week, but you know what? I got to say it again. Shake Shack team up with Will and Grace <laughs> to benefit Glad. And That's you know why I'm saying it? Because it's <laughs> next Thursday, people. Next Thursday is when this show airs. So yeah. won't be oh able to do God, it. So here it is just again. Jack. Just Jack. Oh, just Jack. Okay. So they're going to have the Will and Grace shake will include cinnamon marshmallow frozen custard mix with fudge and top with whipped cream and cinnamon sugar. The Jack and Karen shake features a boozy twist with strawberry frozen custard blended with Gail's favorite Prosecco and top with whipped cream, rainbow sprinkles and raspberry dust. And this is the best part. Shake Shack and NBC will donate $2 to Glad Gay and Lesbian Alliance there Against Defamation for each shake sold. They'll be available Monday, September 18th through Sunday, October 1st at participating locations in New York City and L.A. Will and Grace premieres again next Thursday, September 28th at 9 p.m. on NBC. Do you want quickies now or when we come back? We'll do quickies when we come back because we're going to take a little break and then Gail's going to read our emails. Tuck mother mails in. And don't forget to find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and at OneToughMother.com. You've got mail. We've got mail. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back, and Gail and Lisa are having a little disagreement about a piece of paper. Other than that, <laughs> we've got mail. Gail's here with Tough Mother Mail. We've got Tough Mother Mail sponsored by my absolute favorite, which makes me want to smell myself, Carol's daughter. So if you see Gail somewhere sniffing herself, <laughs> no, it's because she took a Gail, shower. Gail, you got to say their tagline. Love is our first ingredient. We love Boom. you, Carol. All right. So the first one we got here is from Embarrassed. Uh, Dear One Tough Mother, my childhood acne has followed me into my uh, my adult years. I was always teased for it and I made it through just thinking that one day it would subside. Well, it hasn't. I'm so self-conscious about my complexion that I can't even go to get the mail without layering my face in full makeup. When will I ever get comfortable in my own skin? Embarrassed. Oh, that's so tough, you know, right? How tough is. is that? Because, I mean... I know just days that I have like a breakout. I mean, we're we're all a little bit on the other side. We're a little oh, bit yeah, older, right. and you have a breakout, and you're like, oh, oh god! Especially, it's always some place when you have to go to place. I mean, what do you? It's I don't know what to say besides well, see a dermatologist. I, well, no, I'm wondering. I'm wondering how old. Yeah, uh, how old that. you are, and a lot of times this type of thing has has everything to do with your hormones. Correct, and so. If you have been to a dermatologist, have, has the dermatologist checked your hormone levels? Maybe you need to go on some sort of natural regime that will help to balance those, which will help to clear up your skin. But you know what else? There's a lot of, a lot of products now, mm-hmm. high-end products that are sold in local pharmacies 
yeah. that she can probably try. Yeah. They're not expensive. I mean, there's there's a ton of them. No, and you know the other thing? Just the real to see. Basic drink water and yeah. a ton of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lemon water, they say, is the best, and I guzzle it. So drink tons and tons of water. Exercise, but really, if this, but she really should have check the hormone the hormones that are going on because that's when we get acne and both sides of uh, you know both sides of it correct during and if it's continuing then it, maybe she just needs some stuff to deal with it internally and you can do that naturally too and and, the, and like lisa says there are a lot of products that are on the market to, that you can try and and definitely make sure you wash your face a full makeup a lot of makeup's going to continue to clog, clog your pores so try to try to lay off of that a little bit when you're having an outbreak and um you know, look at try that and then get back to us and let us know how you're progressing. Right. And and if you have a question, and I just want to bring this up real quick, if you have a question of any kind, go to onetoughmother.com, ask the show a question. There's a link up there. You can ask us a question. Please ask us a question. We'll be happy to answer any question you have. It's not like we're going to know your name, where you live, or mm-hmm. what you're doing. It's all anonymous. And um, we're going to try to help any way we can. So onetoughmother.com, ask the show a question. Go ahead, Gail. Come back and let us know how you're doing. Okay, the last one. The next one is Graham. Okay, dear one tough mother, I'm a grandma in my 70s and I've just returned from visiting my daughter, her husband, and their three darling children. All three children are under the age of seven. And I'm upset with some of their parenting methods. For example, they lock the doors to their children's bedroom at night because the children might get out of their beds and roam around the house and we may not hear them. If one child deserves punishment, all three are punished. And if one child says a naughty word, all three are given a hot sauce in the mouth. Hmm. Yeah. I know my daughter and her husband truly love their children and wonder if this method of discipline is wise. It's not my intention to interfere, but I'm really worried. I would be terrified. Corporal punishment? Uh Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I got to just say this. Yeah. What are we, in the military? Oh, my God. You know, drop, give me 25, and everybody's got to give you 25 because... One right. person did something wrong. They're children under seven. Here's another thing: Are you going to hate your brother or your sister that got in trouble? And every time, are you going to start resenting that brother or sister? I don't know. It just sounds really. I would be very unhappy as a grandmother, and I am a grandmother. If if my kids were so, doing that, so Karen, would you would you speak to you know your 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 sons or your daughter and say, listen, what are you guys doing? Good good point, Gail. Yes, I absolutely would. What you, I mean, I would. I'd be like, what are you thinking? No, yeah. no, no, no. You're, you're, you're did, you didn't do this to them at home. What no. Are you, what are you, where is this coming from? Corporal punishment doesn't work. No, it, really like, doesn't. No, it doesn't. You can't take kids under the age of seven and and do that. I mean, okay, say they're both fighting, Seth. Say they're both fighting and constant and constantly at each other. And somebody says, well, he did it first, he did it first. Then it's corporal punishment, right? It all gets shut down. Everybody gets shut down, correct. But but not this. And 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 hot sauce? Yeah. This is, yeah, no, we, we, I, I agree that you should be concerned. This is not, I don't think, a healthy way of disciplining your children. And this part, the children might get out of the beds and roam around the house. And and so you lock them in a room? What happens if there's a fire? And That's you can't what get I, yes. I was thinking that too. Seth, right? I mean, okay, so here's the deal. So my daughter has a two story house and she has a two year old. It's very active, two and a half year old. My son has two and three year olds. My other son has older children. But they had a, one of those gates. They blocked 
the hallway off so they couldn't go down the steps, you know, in a, a gate. Right. right. That makes total sense. Total sense. It's a gate. So if they came out of the room, they couldn't wander around the house. You know, it's one of those baby gates and they're, you know, but to lock them in their room. Yeah. I can't, what I, if I they don't. have to go to the bathroom? What if they, you know, that's what, put a baby monitor in there or monitors in there. I just think to lock them in, I, I, I'm even hearing the sound of the door locking and it's giving me anxiety oh, yeah. as a poor, grown woman. As no. you get older, this is going to be something they were never going to forget and is going to affect them in their future life. I think yeah, so. Invest in a baby gate. Yeah, I think you should talk to um, whichever that one of them is your, you know, not the spouse, but whoever is your biological attachment uh, or if you feel close enough to both of them to say, to sit them down privately and say, listen, I, what's going on like... You know, not t- trying to tell you what to do, but I'm have concerns and right. see where that goes. Yeah, good, good point. Yep. Yeah. Okay, and next one we have is from Wondering, dear OTM. I'm sorry, OTM, to write to you about this, but my sister thinks I might have a sex addiction. I'm cons- constantly seeking attention from men through sexual encounters. I've hooked up with many men I've met uh, through sites online. Some of these men are married and some are not. It doesn't matter to me either way. I love the attention. When a new man messages me, it brings me so much joy that I feel butterflies and I cannot wait to meet him. Once I meet the man, it's usually just a sexual relationship. I probably don't have an addiction, but my sister's concerned and says she thinks I need help. I told her that they don't have help for a made-up thing. Do you think there's any help for such an addiction if I were to have one? Wondering. There's something desperate. I mean, there's something that mm. needs to be addressed yeah. here. You can't hook up with men you've met online. I mean, this is, you're headed down a very, very dangerous, very dangerous road. First of all, this is not made up. There is, mm-hmm. there are sexual addicts, just like drug addicts, it's just same. like alcoholics. It's an addiction. It's the same pathology. And usually what you may be, I'm not saying that this is the case with you. That you're using this to fill up a need that you should that you should be getting in a healthier way. Yeah, she has a voice, and a lot of that is is due to you know real intimacy is vulner- means vulnerability, and a lot of us are terrified about that. So you're bouncing from person to person. You're going to have to search your soul and figure out why it is that you find it so enticing to chase after things that you cannot have, or. Did you whatever it is you're not connecting? It seems like to me in a, in a way that's going to be healthy for you. But what about, but about insecurity too? Not just vulnerability. Yeah, it, it's, it's interconnected. Just, absolutely. Yeah. My advice: definitely go search sex addiction therapist, psychologist, yes, whatever, yes. and mm-hmm. go talk to somebody. Yeah. You're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. This is a disease. An mm-hmm. addiction is a disease. Mm-hmm. So. You know, plus you don't want to get a disease either. I hope you're practicing safe sex. sex. And also, if you're hooking up with people online, that somebody knows where you are, where you where you are, who you're with at every given moment. Because, like I said at the top of the show, there's a lot of really funky energy happening right now, and you need to protect yourself. Okay. Okay. Worst case scenario, you hook up with this new guy, you meet him in this place, and there's three or four guys. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, this this is headed down a very dangerous path i want you to stop i want you to think about what you're doing and the danger you're putting yourself in mm-hmm. your sister has every right to be concerned that's right and you need to sort of yeah slow your roll take your time journal on it be honest with yourself and like we've been saying there are a lot of there are a lot of places to go for confidential help that you can actually unpack this for yourself okay you're looking for attention in the wrong places absolutely
and you're going to get hurt. So please think about that. Stop. If you need our help, write us back. We'll find some place where you can go. Yeah, I know people. Well, that, yeah, mm-hmm. we know lots of people. Somebody can speak to you for free on the phone. Yeah. You won't have to give them your name. Just please write us back. These places are anonymous. Yeah, they are all. It's like you know AA. Oh, okay. It's all anonymous. You just have to be an active just participant in your own healing. Right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Gail. And please, again, one tough m u t h e r dot com. Write us if you have a question. And Lisa's got quickies today. I got quickies. <laughs> the quickies. Actually, it was pretty interesting. So Coca Cola's new corporate campaign. They are selling themselves as the Total Beverage Company. Their new TV spot portrays Coca-Cola as making more than than our name suggests. And you know what? I didn't even know they had all these brands. Mm -hmm. Their brands now include Honest Tea, Oldwalla Juice, and Smart Water. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Okay, so you know what? This is just me because I'm just so annoyed with my team. The Giants lost twice. They lost to the Cowboys. (laughs) Oh, God. And then on Monday night, they lost to the Lions. I, you know, this made me kind of, well, I should preface this. I love Fergie and Josh DeMel, but unfortunately they're separating after eight years of marriage. But you know what that means? Oh, no. Yes, I can go troll. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm sorry. I've loved Josh DeMel for years, but anyway. Oh, my God. But Kate McKinnon, who won an Emmy on Saturday, for Saturday Night Live, debuted her new girlfriend, whose name is Jackie Abbott oh, at that's the right. Emmys. Yes, did you they look so happy. Yes, I did. Oh, they look so happy. Okay, here we go. Amazon again. Are they never not in the news? No, they're not. Amazon launches one-hour alcohol to delivery to certain cities. So I, I can't talk today. Two certain cities. $8 for one-hour service and free if you can wait for two hours. Oh, I kind of like that idea. You must have Amazon Prime for this. And P.S. Amazon slashed prices at Whole Foods by up to 43% on the day of their acquisition. Apparently, they did a study, and guess what? You'll know, I was shocked at this. What? The, Amazon, the Whole Foods shopper is the Amazon online buyer. Wow. I would have never thought that. Me either. Me but either. They did a study, and people who shop at Whole Foods buy from Amazon I online. I just want Everyone wanna, buys I, from Amazon. That's true. Everybody does. But you know Not what? everybody. I, so, I, well, a lot of, most of us. Well, I, me. You, you? Listen, I'm sorry. I, I'm still one of those people who wants to go to the grocery I wanna store. I want to see, touch, I, and feel. I want to squeeze my fruit. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I, I do not want to touch yeah, the grass. I don't want to buy anything that's perishable on Amazon. <laughs> I would normally agree with you, but. Anytime I've ordered fruit from a place, it's always better than in the store. Are you serious? Though? He's right. Be- because they have they they know if if you mess up their if they mess up that you lose their business. So they're very careful about what they send out. Rather than when you're in the store, sometimes you don't even have what to choose from because mm-hmm. it's like the bottom of the barrel there. Oh, you, mm-hmm. you know what? You actually just may have turned me. I'm gonna wait. Do you I'm order fruit t- from Amazon? Just you order? No, I have different sites. I'm, I have, no, I'm, like Sherry's Berries and things like that. So, no, so maybe I'll do that. Uh, Door to Door Organics I used. Well, that's uh, the one because it's re- mostly the produce that I really want fresh produce. And I'm It's always good produce. when you order it from places. Do they farm it locally? And if, you, if, they, if they mess up, like uh, Harry and David sent bad peaches or bad, yeah. what was it? No, uh, pears they do. Yeah. And I was like, there's a couple of bad pears. They sent me a whole other box of pears. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? This the next grocery stop, I'm going to do that. Just for the produce. Okay, but wait, Seth, do they do they farm from local? Are they getting it from local? Supplier? Well, door to door organics is organic, so That's, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Not you can get local stuff too. I, I don't know. I'm just saying I'm it's not it's not as bad as you right. you're okay. thinking. Yeah, you know? and if you have a complaint, and, and, and they actually they'll they'll send you more or right, credit you. Know you. What? I'm going to try this. 
Well, for you guys, it's great, but I live out in the country, so I can just go get fresh wherever I want. Because yeah, you're, you're farming, you're a farmer. Brooklyn produce not so good these days. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they buy it and store it forever. They're I too busy making Carol's head. daughter's products. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. I'm telling you. Well, well we, we got we, one more sponsor. We it now. <laughs> and uh, okay, okay. And now it's time for Mother Says. Sponsored by, again, Carol's Daughter's Products, hair and skin care. Oh, can I say it? Can I say it? Love is our first ingredient. I've never <laughs> seen you so darn happy. <laughs> She's killing me. We're going to go there. So, Mother Says Today is, and this is going to go back to one of the stories that Lisa read earlier about a little incident, or not little, but an incident between um, two colleagues in television. Mother Says... Wisdom is knowing the right path to take. Integrity is taking it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, That's, yes. It's knowing, wisdom is knowing the right path to take. Integrity is taking That's it. That's a good one, Karen. So just keep that in mind. We want to thank you again for listening. And just so you know, we're doing really well in the ratings, and we want you to tell all your friends, share us, blast us out there, say it's been great, and you love us, when and you, you can't wait us. for us. Write a review. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, yes. Because people are going like this. Wow, you guys are oh, Can I tell that story really quick? Five stars. Which one? I got to tell that story. Go ahead. Well, I, th- Go this ahead. was crazy. I in my building. I saw, oh, my God. This flipped me out. In my building. I'm in the store in my building uh, in the morning, and this woman is there with her dog, and she looked like so Soho-ish, so put together, very attractive. And she said, yeah, I'm just staying and visiting my friend. I'm doing the walk of shame. So I go, oh, oh girl, you just wear it loud and proud. I go, listen to one tough mother. She goes, Mother with you? I go, no. Yes. Yes. I go, yeah. She goes, I've heard. She goes, the, the three the three girls. I go, I'm one tough mother, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. She <laughs> called me screaming. I called Karen. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> so please download, subscribe, rate, share. Share, share, and share some more. iTunes. Tune in. Play.it. Where else, Seth? One tough mother dot net. Stitcher and one tough mother dot net or dot com. Get on it. We need you. We need you. And we love you. And we do love you. Have a great week, you guys. See you soon. Bye bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.